Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am delighted beyond, stoked out of my mind to have one of my dear friends with me, Chelsea Christensen. She has been a by my side since the inception of Susie School. As you actually came as a Susie School student in 2019. She shows up to the retreat as a student. I'm like, wait, I'm obsessed with you. Also, you know a bunch of stuff that I don't know. Also, can we partner and can you help me with Susie School? And so we went on for years and years and years to host so many retreats together. I've watched this woman just pull magic out of people and pour light into them and is a light giver unlike anyone honestly I've ever met in my life. So to have her on the podcast is such an honor because I know that that's what she's going to do for you today is add a bunch of light um, into your life. She's also an incredibly sex, se sexy, yes, se sexy and successful <laughs> entrepreneur. Yes, <laughs> entrepreneur. She has an incredible coaching business and a printing company with all these employees and has been around the block of entrepreneurship. So I can't wait to dive in today. Welcome, Chelsea. Woo! I'm so happy to be here. I was joking on my Instagram stories this morning, like, well, if I can't get Susie to say yes to come on my podcast, I guess the second best thing is saying yes to coming on her podcast. So I, I'm so I happy did to have a not say with you. yes <laughs> to pin me down to come on a podcast interview is totally. you might as well think I was going to get shots. Like, why is it so hard to put anything on my calendar? I, that's a, not a strength. Thing. You know, I'm just going to text you one day and say, Hey, will you jump on a zoom with me real fast? And then we're going to go straight into the podcast. Um, it's going to be great. That is the way to work with Susie Holman. For anyone asking, do not, if it's more than two weeks in advance, I'll die inside having that blinking yeah, on my calendar. I have I actual freedom issues with my calendar. It's a problem. You get physically sick. Yeah, ac actually. It's like to, to have something like, like a deadline that is others are counting on me for is so stressful for me. I don't know. It must be like, okay, so here's seven. now, now this down. is what I want to say is like, actually, okay. So I've been working on this whole concept of thought movement and it's this process mm. of, of changing the way that you look at things. And as you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, all we have to do is like this thought movement because, um, it looks like you're not good at scheduling ahead, but what your superpower is, is actually in the moment. And so when you overthink, overanalyze, over stress on something, you're actually taking the magic out of the work you do. And so just seeing that different, I did the whole process in my mind for you. Oh my gosh. Tell me more about this true. process immediately. Tell me more about this process. Okay. So it's like still like in the beginning stages, but I've been trying to, I've been trying to put on paper, like what I actually do when I'm working through things myself. And also when I, what I do for my clients and which with like my coaching clients and it's really funny because I'm like, well, it's just like this thing. Like you just do this, like you, you're, you're working on this thing and this thought, and then you just basically, and I'm such a visual person. So this is how it comes out, but you basically step away from the thought and then you go around and ask all the questions around the thought. So it's moving around the thought. So it's like, um, what is coming up for me? What else could be true? Mm. Um, like what, whose voice am I hearing? Um, hmm. why do I believe this? What do I actually want to believe? Is this what I want or is this what someone else wants for me? So you just really move around the thought to be able to see it more clearly. Mm. And then from there, mm. you're going to go and move through the emotions. So you're going to be like, what's coming up for me right now? What do I want to feel? Um, why am I feeling this way? Like, is there something that I've experienced in the past that that makes me feel like this is how I should be feeling. So it's moving mm. through the emotions. And then the important question is like, what do I want to feel? 
And how can I get that feeling? And then you go into the actual movements of making the move. So you, you make movements that feel like in integrity and alignment with what you want to actually think and believe and mm. what you want to feel. And so it's just a lot of movement. And so that's what I did for you. Oh my, wow. You moved me around that circle really fast. <laughs> I think that's, I, but thought work is everything. It is totally. literally the ticket. Most of us have these thoughts. We realize we have all these emotions, but we're not actually mm-hmm. digging into like, what is the thought that is actually causing us that emotion? And once yeah. we identify that thought, then like you said, move it around, move that energy mm-hmm. through that thought to it. It gets to a better place. That's how we can feel better. And often we just reach because it's, that work sounds hard, right? Moving around Mm -hmm. that whole wheel, moving that through, it's easier to run for, it's easier to grab a distraction technique, like grab your phone, throw on a show. And I also think that a lot of people are like, this is the thought. So now leave the thought as is. And then what do we do? And I'm like, Hmm, I think that there's a way to re like to mold that, to move the thought, to change it, to, you know, evolve it. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. really what I want people to do is not just like, if you have a thought like, cool, that's okay. But you don't just have to make decisions or change your emotions or change the actions that you take from the thought. I think you can actually mold the thought. Ooh, I just even love the visual of molding the thought. I know that Mm -hmm. a thought that frequently people that listen to this podcast have is this thought of like this imposter syndrome thought. I'm really Mm -hmm. not good enough for this. Why I'm embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassing myself by doing this because who do I think I am to be doing this? Let's, Mm -hmm. let's work through that pattern that pattern that I know so many people, myself included, can sometimes have that thought of I'm not good enough for this. Who did, what, why did I think I could do this? Yeah. Let's work it through for people. Yeah, absolutely. The first question that I would ask is like, why do I want to believe that? Because the truth is, is that we always get what we want, right? So we're, we Mm. want to believe that we're not good enough. So it's like, why do I want to believe that I'm not good enough for this? And then you say like, what, what are the results that come from me not wanting to believe that I'm good enough? Wow. And there's going to be a lot of, there's always a payoff. There's, There's always a, always a payoff for keeping that thought. There is the payoff. Yes, That's why we right? keep that thought. The payoff is like you get to play small. The playoff is you don't have to show up on social totally. media. The playoff is you payoff is you don't really have to try and put yourself out there. That's why yeah. we stay married to that. Interesting. Totally. Absolutely. And also it's like this act of humility. Like, I don't think I'm worthy of this. I don't think I'm, it's a fake humility. Obviously we know, but Mm -hmm. it's like this, I'm this humble person who like just happened to come upon this success, but I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm worthy enough, but it's mostly just like, I'm freaking scared of what I'm capable of. I am scared of the success. I am scared of all the things. And if you are able to take that and look around, then you say, okay, right now in this current thought of like, I'm not good enough. What am I feeling about this? And I, chances mm. are, I would make up that you feel stuck, that you feel confused, that you feel um, inadequate. You feel like maybe you're overwhelmed. overwhelmed, tired, right? And so if you go back and you're like, okay, well, I'm currently thinking this and now I want to like, why do I want this thought? And then you're like, actually, I don't want this thought anymore. I found myself I don't in, at a mastermind like last weekend and we were kind of sharing like little pieces of our stories. And, um, I told the story of, of my struggle of like my limiting beliefs. And I walked upstairs to my room and I was so angry. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, that was true. And now I'm just really good at telling that story. And that's not true mm. for me anymore. And that's actually not what I want. Mm. And so I, I I had to go through mm. and, and do this like process you had, of like, 
So wait, like you had this untrue story. You're like, wait, I know that thought pattern. I know that that is mm -hmm. a loop I have had, mm -hmm. but I don't actually want that loop. Mm -hmm. And I just said that loop out loud. Like, yeah. tell me that and anger. Go, Where did it? So I go up to my room and I'm just like, I just feel so unsettled. And there's always, anytime you're sharing anything open, it's like what you're thinking, vulnerable, what you plan yeah. to say, what you wish you said, you know, and what you actually said. So there is always that. But I went up to my room like mm -hmm. shortly after and I was just so unsettled. And I'm like, that was a true story. That was a true story that I believe that stopped me from doing the things that I wanted to do. And that was a true story of, you know, childhood and teen experience. And that was a true story, like in my sibling relationship. I'm like, that's not true anymore. That is actually not mm -hmm. true. And I hate that I just shared that as my story. It was, it was the first time I've actually felt completely disconnected from it. And so wow. I sat in my room and I actually looked at messages from people who before maybe um, confirmed that that would have been true and new messages that actually confirmed that it's not true anymore. And I kind of journaled this out for myself. I'm like, that thought keeps me from doing everything I want to do. And I'm not, that's not my story anymore. And so then I move through and think about, okay, what is this new thought? And yeah, it does feel scary. It feels absolutely scary. But then it's like, what is it? What emotion is it bringing me? And oh my gosh, like expansive. I feel excited again. I feel creative. I feel passionate. And I also feel terrified, right? But that's okay. <laughs> and so now I go to the movement of it and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And then I make decisions, mm -hmm. you know, that support this new thought, this new way of seeing the situation. Oh, I love this. Obviously, this this podcast is called Your Business Will Heal You. And mm -hmm. I think so much of that that goes into this is your business will heal your thoughts mm -hmm. if you let it, if you if put in you the intentional. It. Those bad boys do not just heal on their own. Like it yeah. first takes the awareness that like, that is the thought that's keeping us stuck. That is a thought that's mm -hmm. keeping us in pain. That's the one that's keeping yeah. us small. And then the action to take it and then replacing it with what is that new thought. But I like that in, in mm -hmm. your story, you tell the, told the part of you're like, that's not even true anymore. No. That is not true. So asking ourselves like, is that really a true? And 99% mm -hmm. of the time we're going to be like, yeah, no, that's actually BS. But I've, Honestly, we've been holding on to the same thoughts since childhood, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I want you, so, you spoke to the awareness part and I'm thinking about, think about this. Like if your child went to bed and they were terrified that there were monsters under their bed every night and you just told them like, there's no monsters under your bed. And then you went away and every single night forever and ever and ever and ever, the, every single night they're scared, they're crying and you go in there and they're like, there's no monsters under your bed. And it's like, no, that's not what we do. What we do is we go in there and we're like, listen, there are no monsters under your bed. I'm going to turn on the lights. We're going to get off the bed and we're going to look underneath your bed. And you're going to see for yourself that there's no monsters under the bed. And we choose to do this to ourselves with our unwillingness to be aware, right? Hold on one sec. <clears throat> Sorry. But we, we are so afraid to be aware of what is true for us and who we are and what we're capable of and what are what the things that we maybe need to work on are that we just literally every single night when we're scared, we put ourselves to bed and we just say, there's no monsters under your bed. Instead of just stopping the thought and getting off the bed, turning on the light and looking under to see what's there. Right. And so mm. I just want to give that visual to encourage people that mm. if you're in that, you know, the awareness, you're like, how do I become aware? I'm like, well, you stop and turn on the friggin' lights and look under right. the bed, look under the bed, yeah. look under the bed. And there might be some trash I, under there, maybe some spiders, <laughs> but for sure, there's not monsters. I am actually, I cannot believe 
I still remember listening to my first Jody Moore podcast on my way to McDonald's to get a Diet Coke with the kids in the back seat, realizing <laughs> that like I could control my thoughts. It was the mm -hmm. first time this word of thought work had ever come up for me. It was the first mm -hmm. time I ever realized like, whoa, I am in, I'm in charge of these instead of just letting them flow, like standing in a blizzard. And I was just like, they were coming at me, realizing that like I could control the flow of the blizzard was insane for me. And I, I, what I, I try to teach my kids now about their thoughts and maybe my mom tried, I'm sure my mom tried and I just like did not remember any of this and then didn't, wasn't aware of it in college. So anyone that's that doing this work knew about their thoughts, if I'm being <laughs> totally honest, the majority of them, I don't maybe think they true. really did. Yeah. That's probably true. So maybe mo so many of us are in that situation of like, I am just learning how to deal with my thoughts later on in my life. Mm -hmm. And you're not alone because I was like 20 late something when that came into yeah. my life. Same. So Chelsea, what, what, tell me like a way that your business has healed you. What do people starting mm -hmm. a business or going through their business have to look forward to after the painful part? <laughs> Tell us about that for you. And here's the thing. The truth is, is that the painful parts keep, they'll keep coming up, right? There will be little pieces totally. of pain that continue coming up. But I do think that when you, once you learn how to move through those, you're going to be able to um, trust yourself to move through them over and over again. But mm -hmm. looking back at, at all of my business experience and something that I didn't realize was that it was going to tap into all of my weaknesses and all of my strengths. And, wow. you know, when you, when you look so at true. it and you're like, and you're like, oh, it's tapping into my strengths, that should feel like a positive thing. But something else to consider is, and something that I share a lot is that oftentimes your strengths are the things that people are going to use against you. Like the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, I was the little girl that talked fast and loud and like, you talk too much and you talk too fast and you have too many questions and all of those things. Like that was like a real struggle for me. So it is also mm -hmm. my strength, but it was used against me for so long that being courageous enough to tap into that strength is also really, really hard. And then my weaknesses, right? My weaknesses of like um, using self-sabotage or not believing that people wanted to hear or to purchase from me or to support me. Um, people didn't want to see me succeed. Like that weakness, that that um, insecurity, that <clears throat> insecurity that I had, um, that was really hard. And it still comes up for me here and there. Also um, finding the balance of, being a working mom and, and having these children that I wanted to know and believe that I was present for them and that I was aware of them and that I was, that they were as important to me, more important to me than the work that I was doing. Like, I didn't know that when I was signing up for business, that it would push me to have to actually get to know myself and to mm. see all the parts of myself and to heal parts of myself and to um, really grow parts of myself. I had no idea that that was part of the deal. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. What was one moment that you really got to know yourself? Like a Ooh. defining moment. Mm. There's so many actually. Um, geez, I've, I've told a few of these stories before. So I'm like trying to think which, which a defining moment of, of when, Hmm. Well, I remember sitting in my print shop and it was about 12, 12 o'clock at night. And, um, I actually got on Instagram and I saw these people who were like, <laughs> who were like on trips with these, you know, 
companies that they were working for. And they were like sharing how much money they were making in just three months or six months and all this stuff. And here I was like 10 or 12 years into my business. And I just remember thinking like, I am so stupid. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I building something for myself? But here's the thing that I really do um, like believe is that I am capable of hearing the answers for myself. And there were a lot of things mm. along the way that I I saw that looked pretty shiny that I was like, ooh, I should try that. I mm. could do that. I know mm. I could do that. Oh, I could be so good at this. I could do that. And there were like little mm -hmm. temptations all along the way. And I just remember like, you know, at min, in it was midnight and I was like washing out these screens, which thank the good heavens above, I don't have to do that anymore. But, and I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm angry because I see this, you know, quick success. It looks like people are having, or mm -hmm. I I'm angry because it looks easy for them. But I, I knew that I had received the answers of what was right for me. And I had to, I had to stay sturdy and strong in that knowing, even though I couldn't see what was to come. And the fascinating part to me is now I see exactly what that struggle brought me. The struggle really broke me and it made me look for other ways to do business. It made, made me look of other for other possibilities of, of what was even available for me in doing business. And now it's like, oh my gosh, like if I would have taken a shinier, quick, easy path, or if I would have given up and not listened to myself, I would have none of what I have right now. And I literally mm. right now in this moment, I have my hands in all the things that I 100% know are my life's calling. I know that this is like the work of my life. And so just being willing to trust myself at midnight in my print shop and saying like, okay, well, I don't know why it looks a lot funner over there, but I know that this is the answer that I received. That moment right there wow. has given me the ability to listen again and listen again and say yes again and say yes again in all the ways that have led me exactly where I am. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. And I've had that exact same moment of, cause there's always someone who's going to be doing something easier, better, sexier, more fun, mm -hmm. more quick. There's always going to be that person. And it's so hard not to be taken out of your own alignment when looking at that person. So I'm going to remember mm -hmm. that story of you of like, if you were not on that path, you would not be where you are today. And that we all have our own individual path. And that mm -hmm. the easiest way to cloud over that is spend too much time looking at other people's yeah. paths and not deep in the joy that mm -hmm. is our unique individual path. I do this all the time. Actually, I have this, obviously my studio in my house is insane and I, <laughs> it's super easy for me to look at this path and be like, why did I take this path? Why did I take this hardest path in the world when all the people in my influencer industry that I was coming up with are just still pimping HelloFresh for 40 grand of Insta story? Mm -hmm. Literally some of my friends are making yeah. 40 grand in Insta story. I'm like, Ugh. so thank you for, I'm going to pull on that mm -hmm. moment for what I'm wanna, still going through to this day. I want to bring awareness to something that I see in you. And this is actually kind of, of course my story is a little bit like of a yes, 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 yes. Like I'm saying yes to these things that are leading me to the mm -hmm. next pass, the next path. And when I look at you, I actually see yours as the polar opposite. 
You've had to no, say no, no, no to a lot no. of things. You've had to say no and change your mind to a lot of things that they worked up until that point. Like that was your story. And then all of a sudden your story changed and you had to say like, this feels bad. This feels scary. This feels uncomfortable. I'm not sure why, but no. And I think that's oh my gosh, equally I'm- like as powerful and people need to know that. I'm literally crying because thank you for honoring that in me. And like going back to the first of this podcast, when your strengths and your weaknesses will be used against you, that weakness of mine of trying a whole bunch of shit. (laughs) And it is my only way I can ever find answers. And that is my biggest strength. So thank you for honoring that in me that often, mostly always, it is by I have to find out the hard way that it's a no. And I love that yours is a yes. And I hope for other people out there, there's a lot of, you get them from the yeses and not the no's. But if either of the spectrum that you're on, either follow the yes or follow the yes until it's a no, but keep Mm -hmm. following the clues wherever they take you as quick as they take you. The worst place to sit is in the place of, is this a yes or is this a no? Is this a yes or if this is a no? For years, people will Mm -hmm. sit in this, this angst of should Mm -hmm. I do that or shouldn't I do that? Mm -hmm. And it's just like taking that one baby step into that direction. We will know. Even, you know, and Susie Holman doesn't take baby steps. I'm like, well, we're starting the podcast. There's a new Instagram. There's a new business. I should take more baby steps. It would feel her. No, 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 I just no, want to no, find no, out because fast. that's your superpower. You know? It's your I want superpower. To find out fast. It's well, a superpower. Thank you. And but take <laughs> there's something. Yeah, there's something else that I, that came to my mind when you were you were sharing that because I think a lot of people might have the question of, am I hearing myself? Can I trust myself? And this is something mm-hmm. that I've really noticed in the last couple of years when I've really learned to trust myself is if you are watching other people and questioning their decisions, mm-hmm. you probably don't trust yourself. Because here's the thing Ooh. is once you learn how to trust yourself and hear yourself, if I am capable of hearing and trusting myself, then you better freaking believe that Susie Holman is capable Mm. to trust herself. And we place judgment Mm. on people in their decisions. Like, why are they doing that? What's wrong with them? Why would they do this? What, why aren't they doing this? What do they think about this? And so I think that's a really good indicator because what I've found is as I've got, um, came to a place of peace of knowing that I can hear and trust myself, I can give people freely the respect and the love and the compassion to let them hear themselves. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's so good. That is so good because how, how often do we do that? We totally judge mm-hmm. and that's because of a mistrust for ourselves. Chelsea, that's yeah. so good. Wow. Uh, listening to your intuition is I think the greatest skill any business owner could ever develop. Mm-hmm. What Absolutely. has the development and development, coming up with that, like strengthening that trust in your gut and intuition. What has that, what is the development of trusting your gut and your intuition? What has that looked like for you? I think a huge part for me has been writing out my thoughts. So like journaling plays such a big, big like role in my Um, but journaling, (laughs) journaling has played such a huge role in my ability to write out what I'm thinking about and then to see how it plays out, um, and to process through all of, 
all of like the possibilities and the options and the emotions of it. And then it's also been really cool to look back and see how I've journaled things out and how they came, like what happened from listening and, and hearing myself. I also do like fun little practices of just like, if my mind says like, turn right, then I'm like, okay, sure. I usually keep going straight here, but let's try it. So I love, or like, I ask myself a lot of questions of like, what feels like the right color you want to wear today? Um, Mm -hmm. How do you want your makeup to look today? What sounds good for you to eat? Like, what do you want to eat Mm -hmm. or what flavor? Like, so the most simple, simple, tiny little things, I think is how we learn to practice hearing ourselves and like without question, because it's no big deal. There's no like danger if I wear a different color, but it is like giving yourself permission to hear yourself. And so I started kind of like that writing things out. And now here's the thing is that when you ask for answers, I 100% know they're going to come, but here's what we don't do is we don't listen. And when we, when we listen, when we listen, they come and they keep coming. But when we don't listen, then we go back to the beginning of like question and doubt. And mm-hmm. we want, we want our intuition to tell us the same thing a hundred times, but it doesn't need to, like, I've mm-hmm. already answered this question for you. So are you just going to do what you want to do? Or are you going to listen to what I've been telling you? Oh, it's so good. There's like a thing in human design that says, especially for some energy types, like you're only going to mm-hmm. get that intuitive hit once. Like mm-hmm. you're going to get it once mm-hmm. and then you have to trust that. Cause like you said, it's not coming back 99 times like we want it to. Yeah. So it's important to like root down in that moment to get it. I think journaling it out of how it felt when you got that intuitive hit, totally. especially if it's a big one and it's a big different direction so that you can recenter it. Cause what your subconscious is going to do, what your mm-hmm. ego is going to do is try to talk you out of it. And you'd be like, I need another sign. I need, give me a witness. Totally. You're going to be but looking that's just all distraction. over. Yep. You got to, you got to trust it on the first time you get it. That is so good. And there are some people, I think also for human design that have to go through like the whole cycle before they get the Mm -hmm. intuitive hit, they have to like experience it and play it all out in their mind and really understanding what your intuition speaking to Mm -hmm. you sounds like for you. And no one can teach you what it's going to be like in your body and in your mind. Mm -hmm. And your job is to memorize it, practice it. Yeah. Like you said, that's so good in like small ways. Like what color of lipstick? Mm-hmm. What should I look like? Totally. What, what dress? That's such a good way to start hearing yourself. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Well, Chelsea, I could just talk to you obviously for millions of hours. <laughs> my goal is to have short podcast episodes for women to like do yeah. on their way to baseball practice and back totally. and back and back. But Chelsea, where can we find more of you? Chelsea Christensen.com. More of this goodness. Instagram, Instagram, Chelsea Christensen. And my podcast is The Dance of Growth. And I just have to attest to Chelsea that she is one of, obviously you saw, she literally coached me through this call and poured light into me at the same time. If you are needing a person like this in your life, a coach that's in your corner, please take my personal recommendation of Chelsea because I know she can change your life. Thank you for coming, Chelsea. I freaking love you. Thank you for having me. See you guys next week.